cliffcentral.com. Good morning, beautiful people of Earth. Yes. I have brought my trusty hook today, my, um, my uh, best Christmas present ever. The thing that I use to open doors, touch lift buttons, point to things. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very handy, this thing. And now somehow I got it tangled in my headphones. Great, huh, Simpiwe? <laughs> Watching some idiot doing stupid stuff, right? Oh, there we go. All right, there we are. So I keep it around my neck sometimes, and then people look at me funny, and I'm like, I'm funny? Hmm, okay. I'm funny? You, you, why do you think I have this thing? Because you're funny. <laughs> what are you unlocking in 2024, no, Gareth? I'm not. I'm, it's not a key. It's just to, you pull with the hook, you open things, and mm-hmm. you push with this. So it's a pull push mechanism. It's like a, it's a, it, I think everyone should have them. Hmm. The filthy stuff all over the place, you know, gross things. Okay. Mm. Especially in public bathrooms, if you don't have to open doors and things, it's useful. Do you just have it in your pocket or you have it around your neck? Good thing to have. All right, so happy Friday. Um, how are you this Friday? It's your first show back. Um, yeah. how, how did your holidays go? Uh, I was such an adult, Gareth. Like, really? I had mentioned that I'm going to do my windscreen and mm-hmm. like do a couple of errands. Yeah, the errands was basically an everyday thing, like one problem after the other. Um, oh, it's no. like oh the geezers yeah but there's certain parts that are missing and then like you're like oh I didn't I didn't expect those parts to be so so expensive. you were being a responsible adult the yes, whole way through I was oh I was I, and then like before you know it you have to get a plumber in because mm-hmm. the toilet is just a bit mm, and then before <laughs> that you need to also get this and get that and there was no like January December discount so I'm just paying full price for everything I was like. <gasps> You are getting yeah. closer to your thirties, are you not? I don't know why we're leading with that, Gareth. Well, but like, this is my final year of being twenty-something. That's why I'm I'm telling you, <laughs> this is the, these things you were just talking about for the holidays. This is your the pattern for the next uh, uh, thirty years of your life. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes. Like the only time I yes. went out and about, I think, was the thirty-first. Like that was the only uh. time. Two weeks of just being home and running errands. I don't like it. Don't recommend this adulting thing. Don't do it, kids. No. Like, you don't want to pay bills. You really, and my bank account is not looking great. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> don't even talk about it, right? It's a miracle oh. that I'm still here. Like, it's a miracle because I was just bleeding money left, right, and center. Well, Sango says, teach me how to be a responsible adult, please. Um. Yeah, just like I have a grand, so <laughs> I'm forced to be an adult. <laughs> Melissa's happy to see you. Some card. All right, so uh, where do we begin with today? There's so much to talk about. So yesterday we had a, a pretty wild burning platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Bad Dog says, let's go. Watched Roman, could not agree with him more. Love the way SA is. I just do as I please. Hmm. That's kind of uh, that's kind of what people are saying. I mean, I don't know if it's good all round, yeah, but it's like, certainly better than being told what to do by your stupid government the whole time. That thing in Ecuador was unbelievable. Hey, did you see the, what they did in that TV studio? I did, and I it's only watched so it. scary. Jesus. Like it's so scary. And then you're like, yeah, this if this wasn't South ah, it would have been ten times worse. Well, I mean, so this is what happens when like criminal gangs take over infrastructure like the ports for example in mm-hmm. Ecuador because Ecuador's perfect place to import and export drugs that's why they took it then the president went after them and they just took out the president yeah see eventually your criminals become so powerful that they eliminate the government in our country the government is the criminals so they don't have any re- <laughs> any reason to eliminate themselves yeah, but it's also one of those like the law is more of a suggestion, yeah, it more is. than anything. Right. And then South Africans are like, mm. Mm, today it's a Friday, don't want to follow the rules, so I'm not going to do right. it. Right, that's it. Well, uh, Slippery Pickle says I'm bummed I missed the burning platform yesterday. Go Anarchy. Well, you know, I, I hate to be the one to point this out so late in the game for you, but we do podcasts, so you can listen to it whenever you like. Slippery Pickle, it's not. It's not like it expired. Oh, I missed that show on T. What is this, 1984? No. <laughs> Damn, I missed the latest episode of my favorite TV show. 
There's always a repeat. You can get this anytime you want. We've got content from 2014 for you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Go down the rabbit hole of Cliff Central. You'll find, you'll find enough shit to keep you busy. Oh, hell yes. Thousands and thousands of hours of stuff. All right, so let's get into some stuff uh, mm-hmm. for today. So... You reckon 2024, Simpiria's got her notes out and everything. You, you look at, she's written all kinds of things. It's like, uh, she takes this, I like that. She takes everything so seriously. I really do. And I no, have I like a horrible it. memory. So it's good to write notes. No, but that means you, you are, you, you prepare, the things you want to get off your chest. Oh, yes. Right. Yes, 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 yes. That's what we do here. And, so. it's, and because the show is always is on Friday, there's been things that have been happening throughout the week that I'm like, oh, I saw this. Don't want to forget about it. And in this case, throughout the, the last two weeks since we only started one weekend. Sure. All right. Well, 2024 is shaping up to be a year of many things. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be all kinds of crazy things still happening. And we've already covered uh, yesterday with Pumi, we were talking Kuningi, how everything's just happening all at once. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of usually the plan, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. Yes. Things just unfold super fast. Yes. And you reckon it's going to be the year of? Truth. Truth. Yes. Truth. 2024 is So the truth is going to come out about all the things. Everybody. Because we're sick of the bullshit. Yes. If 2023 was maybe the year of the bullshit, then this is the year of the truth. In fact, 2023 was like the year where it, it showed us that, oh... You know, if you think this is bad, if you think this is anything to be like, oh, 2024 is going to be worse, right? And the yeah. reason why I say this, people might be like, oh, you just, mm-hmm. um, Cat Williams is trending yep. and everybody's like, that two hour special of him just going at everybody. Well, you start to explain to me why you think that was such a big deal. All right. So if you've been following Cat Williams, you'll know that he's always been a straight shooter, right? Mm-hmm. So he's always spoken the truth. He's always like been like, oh, Hollywood is not as great as you guys make it seem. By the way, or think. all these people who are so impressed that someone like Cat uh, Williams, and, and to be fair, a lot of podcasters are telling the truth. Well, why are they in the minority? Why are people who speak the truth in the minority? What is What are the rest of you doing? Like, are you just... It's because Are you so deep in the bullshit that you can't say what's true? Like, I'm just asking. I All those people out there are going, oh, you know, Cat Williams speaks the truth and Joe Rogan speaks the truth. And and here in this country, we've got a couple of people who speak. We, go, uh, we did that. Uh, we we're part of that research that came out a little while ago about how people trust me and Mac G more than they do the, the mainstream media. media. Yes. Which is fine. But why aren't you speaking the truth as well? Why are you leaving it to these uh, few people who well, do interviews? You can only <laughs> speak the truth if you're in it. And I think that's where Cat Williams is coming from. He's like, I'm a comedian mm. and I'm speaking from my own personal experiences. Hey, I got off with this. I said no to that. And I can tell you this is the person that said yes to this deal. And I think... Because he's been speaking like this and for all these years, he's always been labeled as crazy, a crack Mm -hmm. addict, a this or that. (laughs) The reason why people are taking heed to what he's saying in this interview, because I don't think it's any different from any other interview he's ever done, is because in 2023, a lot of things started unraveling for other celebrities. So it's kind of like this is the confirmation that, oh, this is Holly weird. And uh, some of our faves have actually not been that great. Um, and if you think about it, it started off with like P. Diddy and Cassie. Yeah. And then like now, or um, uh, T.D. Jakes is under the, the spotlight, you know, under the fire. So Pumi brought that up yesterday too. Yes. Because he was, what, taking part in dodgy stuff with P. Diddy. Yes. And like his <laughs> business is getting aired about oh, him geez. being a power bottom and, and oh like God. all the shenanigans that he did with young boys and the sexual. T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes. This is a man of God that has been revered for years. And a lot of like Christian people have looked up to him and have found salvation through him. Has so he said anything? Um, he did a sermon on Christmas Day where he's like, <laughs> I'm not going to address this. But, you know, if if this was true, all I need to do is repent. And everyone's like, mm, sounds like a guilty man. Sounds like a guilty man. And so that it's happened. It's got to really be cool to be a pastor. First of all, you do whatever you want. Your congregation just goes along with it. Second of all, if you do something that's bad, even if the congregation think it's bad, you just forgive yourself. You repent. And mm-hmm. then, boom, clean slate. 
Yeah, but he's, you see, that's the thing. No he's personal not responsibility, hey? Repenting. And then the year started off with, I mean, Cat Williams and his uh, interview, and everyone's like, surely this is true now. Like, we have to listen. And what's also interesting. And there's a lot of Hollywood inside information that we wouldn't otherwise have had. So, this is about like what business people are doing. Yes. And, and most of that stuff you never know because it's private contracts between this one and that one. This one gives that one a job. This one gets a certain gig. That one doesn't. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Got you. And like, what's also interesting is that all the names that he's named, Cat Williams, in that two-hour-long special, mm. no one has come out to say he's lying. For the first time, no one's saying, "Oh, that's not true." All they did was like, also like the celebrities that he named just came out with like videos saying, "Oh no, I'm not that kind of person." Da da da. But they never actually addressed what he said in the video, so mm. it also gives it a bit more like. Hmm. Yeah. So when when people avoid like direct allegations and they try to make it kind of, oh, but this person's just talking shit generally. Yes. They don't want to address the specifics. Uh-huh. They're avoiding something on yep. purpose. Oh. They, I mean, in their language, they're avoiding it. They're avoiding responsibility for it. They don't want to address it directly because they might be embarrassed or implicated or worse. Uh-huh. Disaster. Yes. Okay, so. And then. Then now, if you if you also a church girly like I am, you'll see that there's another uh, famous pastor, but TB Joshua, uh, Yebo, who's passed on, and he has like this whole documentary where they're airing out his business, right? But it gets better. So this is where I think Jesus. the reason why everyone's like, yeah, we are listening and we are making sure we are believing, because there was someone on Twitter who was like, I think this is all true because. About two years ago, three years now, there was a lady on YouTube who prophesied mm. about the downfall of some of these celebrities to the T. Like on some, this is what's going to happen. This is their business. This is how they're going to respond to it. And th- it's happening exactly like that. So, yeah, it's only going to get worse, guys. More people's business is going to be it. And um, mm. I think this is definitely the year of truth. Like, you know, Jesus. your faves are not that good, guys. Well... Uh, so the comment from Snye is quite interesting. Snye says, Cat uh, Williams sounded like a bitter fallen comedian who's jealous of the other comedians because they're doing well. I wasn't impressed. But that may be, look, maybe you'd say that about Cat Williams. It doesn't mean that what Cat Williams is saying isn't true or a part of it isn't true. You know, just because someone's bitter and resentful doesn't mean that they, they are wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's basically sharing about the deals that he either took up or was offered that he didn't take up. Well, and you, that's you, the thing. You know, famously in comedy, especially, um, you know, Dave Chappelle said no to, to some very big deals that were put in front of him. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm talking like 10 years ago. And when he did that, people couldn't believe that mm-hmm. he would turn those things down. We don't know about the shenanigans. We don't know how much money people were offered behind the scenes. We, we, don't, we don't know this stuff unless someone inside the business yes. decides to squeal about it. And clearly he's talking about stuff that's been happening over a couple of years now. Oh, yes. And it's, uh, what's also interesting is that there's been some people that have like whatever he said, they went and found the receipts. So he said mm. like um, with some of these comedians, like some of your faves, they've taken the offer of just getting like the 20 million uh, uh, deal or whatever. Yeah. And with that, you have to get this like light skinned, weird looking wife. Right. Yeah. And then like people went through like some of these famous guys and looked at their wives and they're like, okay, there's a pattern. There's a clear pattern in how their wives look like. Yeah. But you know what humans also like to do? Like you, you mentioned a prophecy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Humans love to look back and then join the dots. Even if they don't join, Yes, they just want them to join. They want, they want it to be true. They want it to seem true that there's some human who has supernatural powers that they're able to predict the future. Believe me, uh, that we have yet to see someone who can win the lottery three times in a row because they have predictive prophecy power. They don't. Mm -hmm. It's pure luck. And if you are like, what do they say? If you if you put uh, ten thousand monkeys at the typewriter for a a, a thousand years, they'll eventually type up the complete works of Shakespeare by accident. And that's true for prophecy as well. Mm -hmm. We 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 like to first of all imagine that there are people who have supernatural powers. They don't. There's Mm -hmm. no such person. No. Mortal human being has ever been able to foretell the future perfectly accurately. People go and they pour over Nostradamus and they're like, oh, told you he was going to do that. I mean, all of his stuff, I think, ran out like 20 years ago. 
because he's said the world would already be over. And mm-hmm. it, it isn't. And there's lots more that he got wrong than he got right. But people will find one sentence. Yes. They go, well, that proves everything. Yes. Because they want a simple answer and they want a simple explanation. So that's not true. And then what we do retrospectively mm-hmm. is we fit the prophecy from the back so that it looks really good if you'd been 30 years ago or whatever. So it's just like bullshit. And I don't buy it. And maybe people uh, say, oh, I'm a spoil sport. I'm stopping everyone else's fun. You you go ahead and believe that stuff if you want to. And you can go, by the way, and you can sit in one of these mega churches and listen to outright charlatans and liars like mm-hmm. T.D. Jakes and uh, T.B. Joshua. You go ahead and listen to these people if you want to. But as we are seeing yes. more and more, they're just bullshit artists. In fact, they're evil. Straight up evil because right. I mean, you're do, you're you're a church girl. You said it yourself. Yes, these people are lying on a massive scale, and we can see the lives that they live. They are not the same as the people who are telling you. They tell you one thing, they do a different. Yes, They're and that's hypocrites. Good old fashioned hypocrites. Yes, and 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 that's the sad part is that like you think about how big their churches are, right? Mm. And you think about like the fact that because like, people fall for the the the, the performance. The Holy Ghost, the, oh, oh, the, the shenanigans and whatnot. And it's just so sad to realize that there's been not even just a few people, a few hundred, there's been thousands of millions of people that are either, either have like either given their tithes and donated money to this man to uh, accumulate the wealth that he has, or just even just been like, oh yeah, like once upon a time I was lost and now I'm found and I've I've met God and whatnot. Yeah. And the sad thing, I mean, like um, with the TB Joshua um, documentary, there's a line this one lady says, she's like, I didn't meet God, I met the devil. <laughs> and it's so sad. Like it's like, yeah, like what he did was horrendous and he abused these ladies and the, the congregation. And it's just straight up abuse. I, you can't you can't defend abuse. You can't be like, oh, that's a man of God. No, it's wrong. And so it's sad when it happens on that massive scale. It's so sad. And people fall victim to it. So I wonder about our mega churches here in South Africa. I wonder about don't how trust. many No, of course not. Um I think it's outrageous. Someone posted a thing the other day of some big service at one of these monster, monster churches in South Africa. And I watched this. I'm like, this is just mass hysteria. And again, I'm not the guy who used to, because uh, I was that guy, used to just like take a cudgel to religion and just mess with people's personal beliefs. I, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, a lot of people are so unaware. They walk with bl- blinkers and blindfolds on mm-hmm. into these places. They get fleeced for money. Mm-hmm. That's the most, you know it's bullshit if they're taking your money. And I can't tell you any more than that. If you're one of those people who falls for this stuff, uh, you know, I feel sorry for you. Uh, and, and, and yes, that is looking down on you and I do pity you and it is patronizing. But what else must I say? You're falling for frauds. Mm-hmm. And, and these mega churches are just engines to generate tax-free money. And you can tell because... The pastors and the people who run the business of it drive fancy cars, oh, yes. private jets, They're the live richest. in big-ass houses. They have lifestyles that no man of God, in inverted commas, should ever have. And if you don't see that, then that's on you. So I, I don't buy it, and this is just proof of what I've always believed. So I'm going to go with it. Bakabantu's in the comments. Bakabantu says, that's the thing. Cat Williams has not fallen. He has 12 Netflix specials. This man is making it. Uh, Cat Williams is not on drugs. He's not looking for clout, just the truth. Re- recipes, but I think he means receipts were, were given. given. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with Bugabantu there. I, and you said as much just now. Yes. So Patrick says apparently Nostradamus predicted the earthquake in Japan on the 1st of January, but it was small. He said it would destroy Japan. Huh, a joke. Yeah. Um, Congo Chris calls it post-diction fallacy. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Um Nostradamus spoke of Figilim Balula when he spoke of blind, retarded eagles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The church down the street on Wittkoppen. The pastor arrives in a helicopter, says mm, David. Nuzzle. Mm. Sweet Lord. You see, that's what I mean. It's just, I, I, if guys are doing that, and, and again, like Bakabantu says in the comments, it's profiting from and exploiting hope and desperation. Yes. It's funny, these people are always there. Rubbing their hands together at funerals, weddings, 
baptisms. Oh, yes. Can't wait to be involved in every moment of joy or sadness in your life when you're at your most emotionally vulnerable. Yes. Just saying. And that always has a price tag. Yeah. Um, so as you guys know, I'm a reality TV lover. And once upon a time, there was the preachers of LA. And this is how mm. we kind of got to to see how like the, the day-to-day life of a pastor is. And it was like about five pastors, mega churches, oh, yeah. doing really well. And you just saw how different these men like saw things, you know, like you would like your dad would pass on, for instance. And for them, it was a I can preach the word. But if you want me to appear, I'm going to charge an appearance fee. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) And that appearance fee is not a mere five hundred dollars. No, it's a couple of thousand dollars. They're fleecing people. Right. And you're just like, wait, when did this like when did we normalize this behavior like for him to come speak at a conference you need to pay for accommodation and oh like that's not the the worst part of it it's the five star hotels that they want please and you're like wait it's outrageous it's outrageous yeah it's they live a very different life and you just wonder like how you can be the richest man preaching to people that like earn you know, not even close to what you're earning. Um, yeah, it's sad. Uh, Congo Chris has just brought up a story I saw in the news somewhere on Wednesday. The weirdest story of the year so far, because mm-hmm. it's oh, the year's only just started, yeah. has got to be the Jews in underground tunnels in New York. There was this shul that they went into where the, these guys had dug Jeez. this tunnel network and they were trying to fill the tunnels with concrete mm-hmm. for some reason. And it's the most bizarre story. Like, I wish I understood, and they're obviously still investigating what actually happened, but they had, like, soiled mattresses down there yep. and all kinds of weird stuff. Makes you and think, I is say, the world coming to yeah, an end? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, this takes prepping to a whole new level because it's in New York City, in Crown Heights. Just very bizarre. Very, very weird. So we've got to keep an eye on that one as well. Um, uh, the blessings are expensive, says Sango. That's right. There's a pastor in Pretoria whose wife arrives at the church surrounded by bodyguards. You know, again, I got to say this for the politicians and for the the mega church leaders because there's a similar mindset to both. Yes. If if you're popular enough to get enough votes to be a politician in office, who are you protecting yourself from? Mm-hmm. The people who voted for you? And when you go to the church as the pastor's wife, you should be in the safest place of all. You should have a hundred, a thousand, fifty thousand people who are there, they would literally protect you with their lives. Why are you, why do you need bodyguards, right? What's that all about? Aren't you at your safest in the church? Otherwise, what the hell's your husband doing? You see, this is hmm? the thing. This is, and the, like as a Christian, get the Bible talks about false prophets and you will see them by their fruits. Yep. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> I'm, you know? t- I'm telling you, all prophets are false. So, just do some and, research. Yeah, and there's a reason that prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, and prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T, are said the same way. Some so, of these guys are just fakes trying yeah. to make some money. Um, yeah. Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolves Have you seen that clip of Megyn Kelly saying she's going to speak directly to Jeff Epstein? Uh, no, no. But, but that's another weird story this year. I mean, we are starting... At a very high level of crazy. I know, right? It's just like, where was <laughs> was I living under a rock or something? <laughs> it's, just, it's just unbelievable. Uh, Mapelos is a pastor with a chopper. That's a real man of God who is actually, he meets God regularly. How do you think he goes to heaven to meet God if he doesn't have a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, well. The other thing that we've got to talk to some people about, and I mentioned this yesterday on the show, Ryan actually told me after yesterday's show, mm-hmm. you are one of the people who's into the Stanley Cup. There we go. She's got it. Okay, no, I don't. I wish. This, is that not it? No, this is not a Stanley Cup, oh. my love. I cannot afford it at this moment. How much is it? In South Africa, you can get it for a mere lousy 1.2. 1. 1.2 thousand rand. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a cup. For a cup. But you know what I decided to do? Because I'm also that girly. I'm like, I, w- I want to get this cup. I think it's so cool. I think it's so great. I think. But 1,200 rand, Simpure. Th- like you just fixed geezers and bought tires and windscreens. That's why I didn't and- buy the, the, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but. 1,200 <laughs> rand for a cup. What, why? You've got to explain to me. 
Because you know so, in, in six months from now, it's going to be lost in the kitchen. and No, I don't yes. think so. Well, I'm, okay, so to give you guys a bit of history of who I am, I am I'm a, I'm a bit of a collector when it comes to cups, right? Oh. So I do, I do have like quite a few of these, <laughs> like different brands and sizes and the one for tea, the one for coffee, the one for like this and that. I, I, I am that girl. So crazy. uh, No, (laughs) no, they're cute and they're nice. And you know, like I love it with the Stanley cup. I can tell you a bit of history because I was just like, Oh, um, I, I was seeing them pop up on my, um, TikTok feed. And then like the whole chick with the car and like the Stanley cup surviving was like, okay, this is a good brand. I think I should get this. I remember we spoke about it on the show. Yes, but I can now tell you a bit of history about like the Stanley company. And I think this is what makes it even like so great. So Stanley as a a concept, a company has been around for like just over 100 years. Really? 100 years? Yeah, boy. And the original target audience was like the construction worker and like, you know, the guys that were going and working very, very hard. So this was basically the concept of like what they take. The cup of the people. Yes, that the man would take when he goes to work, right? But over the years, the cup, this particular cup. called it the Sabenza cup. (laughs) This particular cup that's trending started not doing well in sales, so they kind of stopped, right? Until 2019. Oh, that's Ben. Jesus, I was like, who's this person smashing down the studio door? We're busy learning about Stanley cups, Ben. Just hold your horses. Go on. Right? Until like 2019 where this uh, blog, uh, The Buy Guide, where they were like, oh, we're seeing an increase in this particular brand of the Stanley Cup. Can we please restock? And mm-hmm. the, the guys in Stanley were like, oh, that's not selling, whatever. And they convinced them. They partnered up. Yeah. And they bought like 5,000 of these cups. And mm-hmm. they shifted their marketing from men to women. Oh. And it boomed. Like all the girlies were like, yes, this is great. They started working with influencers. And so from like 2019, where like they earnings were like a mere $73 million. At the end of 2023, they've reported over $750 million. So it's shifted now. What's that, Ben? Women like to drink water. Yes, and it does the things. (laughs) And apparently the ice can last up to three days in the Stanley Cup. Also, that's like so cool. And you can get accessories. You can get different colors. It's like super big and different sizes. Mm. Love it. And you can fit a whole like Starbucks And bottle. never forget that women are way worse than men when it comes to trends and peer pressure and all of that stuff. So You're if, saying they're easily hoodwinked, Yeah, girls. I mean, once one, <laughs> one of the moms at school has a certain thing, all the other moms want it. Once one girl who's 15 years old has a certain thing at school, all the other girls who are 15 years old want it. It's just a thing. Let's just admit it. But the accessories. You haven't seen the accessories. Oh, what accessories? Like, what do you need accessories for? You? It's a cup. To st- you, okay, know well, you need an ice tray for one to put yes. the ice in it that stays icy. Yes, but can I tell you what these Americans have done, which I think is so cool. So for the Stanley Cup, I don't have one. So imagine, How did she get? imagine this is a Stanley Cup. I'll put it this way, right? Okay. And then you have the straw that will come here. You uh-huh. have the handle, right? You And you'll be drinking. Yeah. yeah, but like now you can have your snacks. So there's a tray that you put on here, oh, for around, God's and you sake. can put your snacks. So you can drink, like watch Netflix, and then have your snacks right here. Amazing, love it. Think it's great. Want it? How lazy do I, you have to I, be? I agree. It's not for me, but I agree. I, I think it's it's so I, cool. There's a market. I just I hate everything about this. Why? I hate everything about. Can't I, the girls have something that they're just excited about? It's, not, it's about? not about the girls. I just I hate these trending things that everybody hops on. I just hate that. I hate the herd mentality. No, I'm not criticizing you. You want to do this, you go ahead. Okay. And it's not going to make me judge you. Okay. But I hate the whole concept, and I hate the idea that people are so lazy and useless that they must have a snacks tray to go around their stupid cup full of God knows what syrupy nonsense, mm. and then they'll sit there while they're Netflixing, as you said. And they'll eat and drink and they'll think that this is some development. It's like this is progress of a kind when it isn't because we've had bowls and cups since the dawn of time. They've found people buried in the ice from 10,000 years ago and they had a cup and they didn't need any of this shit. And that manky, dirty straw 
and all these but people like compa- and and the cost of it. I just I this this is everything I hate in one story. How much does a Stanley Cup cost? Thousand two hundred rand. In South Africa, in South Africa. Now that Ben, well, come on, join me here. Come on. No, look, I don't want to be the guy because I agree with you, obviously, but it is bullshit in in so many ways. Such bullshit. But I look at this from a fact like people wake up in the morning to make money out of other people. And that's where you've got to kind of look at that and go, okay, well, they've ticked that box. Look, it's not my game. It's not not my thing. I won't lie. It is a cup. But I will say that like... People have had cups since the stone. (laughs) But but, but this is linked linked to the whole TB, Joshua, TD, Jake's gullibility. So because I, I think, think so. it's the like a reason why people get shot caught up. up in this crowd hysteria. They, they, I need a, sta- oh, I need a Stanley Cup. They're Pro standing. Nuts. There are videos online of people standing sure. in queues. Would these not do that for a cup. Dumb people to spend their money. Now, Ben, I don't. I, again, I'm a capitalist. So if someone's clever enough to exploit the stupidity of someone, which yes. is why they're not arresting pastors at mega churches, right? Yeah. Because you're allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. But I do hate the fact that humanity, I mean, if aliens landed tomorrow and they saw people lining up to part with their hard-earned cash for a cup because it's trending. For a, a water holder. But let's, let's, let's give them a bit of credit, right? Oh and the reason why I think it shot up the way it did was that uh, video – in 2023, right? The fact that you're actually buying a good quality product is something that stood up. Yes, it was already climbing in sales, but like the fact that your car was on fire and this cup survived with the ice is mm. like, wait, what? It's actually a good product. And that's what people also kind of more, gravitate more towards. Im- more important, uh, Marco says, is today wear a white t-shirt day <laughs> on the show. I don't think it is. It looks gray, but it, I mean, it, on the thing it looks a bit white from here, Ben. Well, one of my favorite posts this week from the Babylon Bee on oh. Instagram was three moms killed in massive brawl at Target <laughs> oh over Valentine's Day themed Stanley Cup. There's a Starbucks <laughs> one coming out as well. Wow. So, so while while we're at the topic of bullshits, and if you do follow me on Instagram, you know I have a dig about that prime drink at oh Checkers. Oh yeah, but this is what uh, Ryan fell for. I know, but that's that that drink was made because <laughs> Ryan exists. Ryan's, sorry, plural, because they're the herd. So I, you know, it started out people were queuing for that stupid fucking drink, but. which is terrible. It's not a hydration drink. Mm-mm. It's just nonsense. It's terrific. It was like sixty ront in the beginning. Now no, uh, it, it started off at six hundred. No. no, no, that was the energy drink. To- uh. I'm, I'm talking about the. Hydration uh, must use the now they're trying to flog them at like basement well, prices. Well, now you get like three for two, mm-hmm. and then it's, but it's at the back of the shop because mm. they're, they're about to go off. Yeah, and that's just where the, all this stuff comes from. I just think it's funny. I think yeah. I had a different point when I started that, but then I just got so caught up in the fact that this is such nonsense. It's just nonsense. Slippery pickle says, "I'm with Ben. Stupid people don't deserve money. Let them pay." Yeah, no, uh, I, I disagree. Enjoy your money. Enjoy it, but like, uh, buy whatever you want. But but I, I I do hate the concept. I really do. It's like, you know, when people think that it's important to trend on social media and when brands think it's important to trend on social media, I, just, I find the whole thing very disturbing because what it pick is- Pick up in the discourse, isn't that what they say? Pick up on the- Is that what they're saying now? Oh, the catchphrases, the- but isn't the corporate this, speak is wait, just oh, but makes wouldn't me Ill. you like this rather yes. than like cancel culture, right? Because this Stanley brand actually trended because something it, it was a travesty of the car burning, but like we all looked at it and we're like, <laughs> oh, this is great. Like you yeah. you actually produce something that's of quality, of like you're not just selling never us a mind, lot of Never BS. mind that a, that a person would burn, but the cup would not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know the burning the burning car saga. That wasn't, oh. that wasn't the main... No, no, there was a mum blogger who started making it famous. And, yes, but what, yeah. what, what trended last year was this chick was like in her car and then like it just <laughs> flames, right? You know, like driving, the, it was an electric car. I have no idea, probably, right? Probably. And and so she's showing us, she's like, oh yeah, my car was on fire, right? And someone's like, oh, like I see a Stanley cup. And she's like, yeah, and she picks it up. You can <laughs> see it was in the fire. She picks it up, <laughs> it still had ice in it. And it's like, wait, what? It's a, the ice survived the fire? I mean, this should yeah. be a good cup. And that's why it's trending. I think it's trending for all the right reasons. It didn't come, like Stanley didn't be like, oh my gosh, um, 
we created this or what not. Like, I think it'd be amazing if I, us as humans had this endless need for ice water. Imagine like <laughs> we, we were just so, we were always desperate for ice water. You couldn't survive without it's like, ice water. If like, I walked in here now and you guys are like, hey Ben, how's it going? It's like, oh, my water's just not cold enough. Mm. If that was how we lived our lives, I'm all behind Stanley Cups. But when do you need such excruciatingly cold water in your life every single day on command for the whole day? Yeah, yeah. I so, tried. No, no, uh, you tried. I tried, kids. I tried. You, you tried, <laughs> and Max you weren't Sony, in what it was about. Uh, Max Sony says, this is all bullshit. We have living to do. This freaking generation's nuts. I, that was the point I was trying to make. We, we have living to do, right? So we get caught up in all these bullshit things. For what? So we can talk about stuff. Well, why can't we find real things to talk about? How are you, Ben? How was your holiday? <laughs> it's really good, Gareth. It was great. I did make the mistake, though, for the last time. I think I was spending too much time in Joburg. Like, I do love it here, mm-hmm. but... I spent like five days in the Cape and it was particularly great. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I came back here. We had a really great little trip just outside of Pretoria. But again, it was probably too short. I, I never used to like long holidays. And then I realized like I'm like anybody else. I do actually want to go away. Mm, for how long? Because I know I did, in December, I did three different trips to Cape Town in one month. Sure. And... I did two, three nights in a row for each of them, and that was great. I don't want to do longer than that for for a local trip, uh, for for international ones when you're flying and all that. Yeah, yeah, I I guess it depends what you do. Like, I don't want to be in Cape Town as such. The Cape as a region has a lot more appeal to me. So, like, I have a probably two, three-day threshold in Cape Town itself, but, yeah, the outskirts and where my parents live and those kind of places. It's great because you can do the living, right? And you have all this extra time to, like, Mm. Get good sleep, yeah, and you're exercise, relaxed, and yeah, relax, yeah, yeah. read long books. Like I'm, I'm currently reading a book about Jan Smuts written by his son. Mm. And it's such an interesting take on history because everyone knows who Jan Smuts was mm-hmm. and what he kind of did. But then his son basically charts his entire life <laughs> where he's researched everything. Then he can reference what his father was going through at the times of these because he was his son. And just to kind of sit on a book like that and then Jeez, explore other avenues of this. Oh. And it was such an interesting kind of, like, I find that if you live in this country and you just get caught up in the bullshit of now and these brain-dead cretin politicians and all the other kind of bullshit of people queuing for primes, it won't seem like the most incredible place. But go back into the layers of history, the layers of people, and every, like, every single place then it becomes interesting. It sounds fantastic. I mean, uh, you get into a good book mm. that can make the whole holiday worthwhile. It's like a great series. It, it just, does. It like, changes everything. And then this this place we stayed at had a little library, mm-hmm. and it had like a full-on book of South African history, but again, with images and all kinds of like newspaper cuttings and things. Yeah. And you just can't stop learning about the different <coughs> kind of th- the people. And if you look around, all these different people we see in this country, mm-hmm. there's a story behind that, where they came from in the Jocelyn world. Jocelyn wants to know, what is the book's title? It doesn't have one. It's just old and black. You're joking. <laughs> doesn't have a name on I'm the sure front? It's, I'm sure it's got a bit. The, the, the cover is just completely black. I'm sure it's got a title. It's just I opened it up and I started reading it. <laughs> try, and, try and find that sure. out first. How about you post something about that at some point? It would be helpful. Look, Other you, people might want to read it. Not it's, even on the pages? You know, like well, I, I doubt you'll find it. I mean, it's quite a rare book. I found it at one of those... Joburg Heritage thingy library days. Oh, Every okay. f- couple times a year, they just basically... Well, that uh, sounds very good. I don't you know, see, s- you s- get, now that old, is something worth collecting. Yes. As opposed to a cup, Simpiwe, that everyone on earth can go and part with a thousand two hundred rand to have and then it's not yeah. interesting anymore. Well, I think how these book sales work is that some old codger dies and then basically that exactly. in their will, it's like, I'll give my library to the Joburg Heritage That's Foundation. It. That's what they do. And then they find some dusty old school hall that smells <laughs> like mothballs and then they flog mm. them. Well, we've got a lot to get to, but let's start the year strong um, and find out what's happening in the world of sport. Uh, let's start with our first Friday of the year and our first little update on what's going on on the field with Ben. Um, and, and what's going on? It's brought to you, of course, by Superbets. And uh, it's called Beyond the Scoreboard. If you weren't with us for all of last year, this is where Ben gives us a little preview of what's to come. And we talk a little bit about sport because if there's one thing we know for sure, South Africans absolutely cannot get enough 
of sport. Nothing's going to change in 2024. Oh, no. Or no. this this weekend right away. You know, Go we've on. got such a huge weekend coming up. So January is a interesting time because depending on the year, we have Australian Open, which is mm-hmm. the first tennis major. Mm-hmm. Right. Then we've got something huge like AFCON, which is obviously the big football thing. And right. then on top of that, we've got the new things that come into our life, like the SA20. So that's huge, right? And I won't go into the fact that test cricket is now really in the toilet because we are prioritizing T20. In the past, I would have had the old view on this as like test cricket's the only thing with caring about everything else is a joke, but people need to get paid. We're all here to get paid. So the SA20 starts and it's already going on, but uh, a bit of rain for the first two games. So the sun rises, Eastern Cape and Joburg Super Kings rained out uh, on Wednesday. Yesterday, the Durban Supergiants managed to beat them by Indian Cape Town on the Duckworth Lewis. Yeah. But today we have the Paul Royals versus the Pretoria Capitals. That'll be at 5.30. And then Saturday, we've got some big games, weather permitting here. Joburg Super Kings versus MI Cape Town, 1.30 at the Wanderers. And then Sunrises Eastern Cape will have this Durban Supergiants. And then Sunday Pretoria Capitals versus Paul Royals. So there will be endless amounts of action here. And the great thing about this is that not only can you obviously watch it on Supersport, but if you when you go to the live actual stadium for the experience here, it's probably the best cricket experience that we've essentially had. If you go back to maybe the old people will say Benson Hedges cricket, that was a thing. And yes, it was. Because back then we didn't really have TV and everyone was a casual (laughs) drunk. So it was great to go out (laughs) and smoke and do all these things. Your children were missing for five hours, but it was fine because a home time came, that kid was in your car. It was a different time. The SA20, I wouldn't say has the same essence, but it's still damn exciting. So you can win money if you catch a big six um, there is a good amount of entertainment because it's internationally run. This isn't just one of those things where Cricket South Africa just goes, cool, we'll put this together. The best of the best of the best have come in to make this a T20 product. So when I use these names, Mumbai Indians, Cape Town, and you're thinking, what's that about? It's because the Mumbai Indians, which are bajillionaires, this is their franchise in Cape Town. The sun rises Eastern Cape. Where does why are there sun? Because it's the sun rises Hyderabad is the Indian team, and just like the Joburg Super Kings, that's the Chennai Super Kings' team. So in many ways, we've maybe sold our soul to India. But as we said in December, India brings money to this country. So sometimes you've got to realize you're a boss. You have a boss. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Not the angle I was trying to go with this. But anyway, <laughs> it's a huge weekend for T20 cricket. And of course, this has got the best local talents. We've got international stars that come in because money brings talent. Money brings success. Absolutely. And money brings the big names. So I'm excited about the SA20. I thought last year was really, really great. I enjoyed the the live matches I watched. And of course, you can right this weekend. So today, Paul Royals versus Pretoria Capitals, 530 get amongst it. The Investec Champions Cup is back. So that is the best of the best in the rugby franchises. So, well, basically the Bulls and the Stormers. Mm-hmm. So our other teams right. aren't quite that good enough, really. Um, I won't get into why the Sharks are so shite right now, maybe for another time. But tomorrow, the Bristol will be taking on the Bulls at quarter past five and the Stormers will be at home versus Sale at 7.30. One dynamic to look out for in this Investec Champions Cup is that it's part, it gets played along with the URC and all the other things that happen. So these teams can't put their best team out every single week. So what the Bulls and what the Stormers have done is that they've kind of targeted the home games is that they must win, must get bonus mm-hmm. points, as long as they can try and get their way into the, the playoffs. Because it's big money, this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you can't keep playing these oaks into the ground. So you probably won't see a full-strength Bulls team against Bristol today. Uh, sorry, on Saturday. But the Stormers will be looking to give Sale six of the best trousers down with a full... <laughs> Full rotor. Uh, Premier League. Liverpool are still on top. Um, yeah, they're, they're really good. Uh, unfortunately, they do lose Mo Salah now to the AFCON, which is always quite a tough thing for these European clubs because you have these multi-bajillion stars that go and play against people who might be like thrashing the legs out from underneath them because the guy from Guinea-Bissau might be a little bit more amateurish than your prime player so it's a, it's a tricky time for these guys because they lose their best players in a pivotal time obviously in the in the in the season so this Saturday will be Chelsea versus Fulham at 2.30 Newcastle versus Man City at 7.30 Sunday Everton versus Aston Villa who are still second actually they're doing really really well a little bit four and then Man United against Spurs at 6.30 Man United and Arsenal are, are pretty much the two most entertaining teams this year I mean Arsenal currently one win out of seven they've just hit the skids and Man United you just know that there's a there's a howl around the corner waiting but at the same time they still got the bones of a decent team so 
that's your that's your Premier League. The PSL not happening this weekend, of course, because Afcon does kick off. Um, but what happened over the break was that Sundowns seemed to have got wins in a break too, because they actually didn't win their games. They played two games and they drew them both. Yeah, so they're, they're perfect they're win road playing playing holiday games. Haven't lost yet, but their perfect win um, record has now been scuppered. Oh. So speaking of the Afcon, um, South Africa are in Group E and they play against Mali, Namibia, and Tunisia. Their first game will be on Tuesday against Mali. That'll be ten o'clock South African time. Most of the games are going to be like that. It is being hosted in Ivory Coast or Cote d'Ivoire if you are pretentious, <laughs> and the hosts will kick off the first match against Guinea-Bissau. Sure. And it's another thing about Afcon is that you realize like where the hell's Guinea-Bissau? History, geography, see, learn a bit more in the sport here. Yeah. yeah, so Afcon's going to be going, of course, that's a full tournament as you would have. So there's groups just like the World Cup, just mm-hmm. like the Euros, and then obviously best play the best and all that kind of stuff. But I know what you're thinking. We've got a week to go until UFC 297, Drickers Duplessis versus Sean Strickland. Is it in a week's time? Let's go! So excited. Yeah, so next next Sunday morning, South African time around 5 a.m., I think the main (sighs) card will start. So start planning your life around that right now. Now, I've obviously been probably the first person to many people on the show who's introduced you to MMA, to the UFC, and of course, Drickers. But there are a lot of fans out there who have been diehard fans, even longer than I have. Mm Mm-hmm. And they will tell you that it's, it's just the biggest thing. This is a guy, like, again, prior to Drickers, there'd only been maybe two or three South Africans that got into the UFC, had a couple of fights, got blocks and went home. That was the story, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got a cool story of being in the UFC. Drickers is fighting for an actual title. He's gone all the way to the top, all the way to the top, and he's now fighting for a title. Sure. It'll be in Canada, unfortunately, so it's very cold and shitty, and they're currently there with his team, and it's just not a great place to be in. But Drickus in December, when I went on the super bets, he was one two one on the on the on the betting odds. Okay. Which means if you put a hundred down, you'll get hundred and twenty Rand back with hmm. your okay. That's okay. what one the one two one is. I looked this week and he's now shortened to one zero two. Which means what? Which means you get your hundred back on your hundred, basically. So, okay. in other words, it's evens. It's uh, kind of gone down to evens. So, he, so he's he's looking good. It's shortened, and there's various aspects to this, which I'll obviously bring up next week in depth. But if you go onto YouTube, you'll find a lot of backstory. Like this, this fight is just being hyped up in such a huge way. And if you really are just cut out all the bullshit, all the noise, all the sort of hype around how you sell fights. I think Drickus is so well suited to fighting against Sean Strickland. I don't think Sean Strickland's got the knockout power to really catch Drickus and end him. And at the same time, Drickus is going to probably shoot on him because Strickland tries to close the distance quite a lot. Mm. He's got a very awkward style. He's in your face the whole time. That's fine. Drickus will just drop to a knee, rugby tackle him, and then just blicks him on the ground. <laughs> so we'll get into the more technical way of how this fight's going to break down next week. But I'm feeling so confident on this guy, his abilities. This is his destiny. And it all unveils next weekend for us, which is really, really great. And uh, next week, we'll also have the Aussie Open. But right now, you've got huge amounts of cricket with the SA20. Someone said in the comments, uh, please, Ben, uh, this is like a, it's, this is like a desperate plea. Uh, please, says Maxoni, give Arsenal a plug. We've been rather shit lately, like the last three games. Please, Ben, we need some good luck. I just plugged you. I just said you've lost. You've got one, one out of seven. Arsenal's, Arsenal's also my team. Like, if I support a team, like, that's my team that I support. Really? Well, they're not playing on the fixtures here. I mean, so make it up. It's to tell you that they're going to all get together at a certain pub. I'm just, I'm just putting the messages that it's people... Just, it's just people, an odd plea. In the face of so much great sport right now, sometimes you've got to let go saying, of what's important to should you. Should we put Max Sony in the cooler? No more comments for a week? I think we pop him in the Stanley Cup. We'll ignore you for a week, <laughs> Max Sony. Yeah. Okay. Which also Punishment. Quite, also quite funny. You have to be accountable for your bad comments. Well, I think it's quite a self-indulgent comment. It's like me, 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 me. There's mm. so much happening this weekend, which yeah. I've detailed to you. Yeah, I've right. taken great lengths yeah. to detail how great this is. And you want to talk about Arsenal, who aren't featuring this week. <laughs> Their time will come. Everyone's time will come. Next weekend, it's Drickus Duplessis time, and we'll get to that next Friday. All right, I'm, I want to know about this thing. Ben uh, sent me a message on, what was it, Wednesday? Tuesday, even. He's like, do you know about this woman called Margaret Howe? And what she used to do with dolphins. And I said to him, I have no idea what you're talking about. You traumatize me. So we'll get to that in a second. But Superbet supports responsible gambling, strictly no under 18s, and winners know when to stop. South, Africans, uh, South Africa's responsible gambling foundation's toll free hotline is on 0800 006 008. Winners know when to stop. 
get on and uh, place your bet, though, if you want to, especially for Drekus's fight. That'll be a fun one to do. Absolutely. I mean, I think um, we're probably more excited about that than we are about any other sport that you spoke about this morning. So that's very, very good. Don't tell okay. the football fans that. So we'll have more sport for you on Monday. Just a little recap of some of the stuff that starts this weekend. And then Ben will be back next Friday for more. Yeah. Very good. Brought to you by Superbets. Go and check them out. You can find out all the links on uh, cliffcentral.com. So tell me about this dolphin woman, Ben. Uh, Simpiwe and I are sitting on tenterhooks. How did sure. you find this story? It, 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 it's, it doesn't, from the photographs that I saw... It looks like this happened a long, long 60s. time ago. The in, the, in the time of love and exploratory research around right. animals. Okay. So um, there was like a throwaway comment on a Joe Rogan podcast a few weeks back about this woman who would work with dolphins. And um, I got into the story, you know, just I was just curious as like what, what he really meant and was this actually true? So how I think a lot of things work in, in research and science is that you, you apply for a grant and then they give you money. And then mm-hmm. that money, you go, cool, I'm doing this for a year. So for my life this year, I'm going to talk to dolphins. And this woman had this dolphin called Peter. And what they would do is every single day, she would try to say something, hope that he would mimic the behavior mm-hmm. and then say words back. And it got to the point where certain words were really great. Like Peter could say hello and he could do that kind of stuff, but then he couldn't say Margaret because Margaret's quite difficult in the mouth. And of course, this woman, like much like the comments person about Arsenal, wanted to make it all about herself. So her name became important to this dolphin. And the dolphin was like, couldn't get the M out. So what she did was <laughs> she, she made her face white. Okay, She put extra white around her face here so she could accentuate what her face looked like, her mouth, look, mouth looked like to the dolphin. The dolphin could see that and then try and mimic it through his blowhole. Is blow this hole. a kind of animal abuse to force a dolphin to say your name? Sounds like it. It was this whole thing about trying to find out how intelligent uh, marine animals were. So what Margaret did was she covered her face in white. She was shaking her head. So you, she could you, accentuate her face. And then the dolphin was like, eventually kind of rolled, rolled onto his side. So his blowhole got a certain sort of air intake. And then it became Margaret. But then she found that he would get like quite nervous and edgy and like just a bit distracted. So what she would do is she would put him on this like this floor, which would then take him up to the top part of this like marine area. And then he can go and frolic with the females because she was thinking he was frustrated. And then he would go back and he would swim with the, like, the female dolphins, but it wasn't really working. So Sibiwe, if you were a rational person or if you were a person with grant money, what would be your next step after that? Bearing in mind, you want to have him focused on you so that you can continue the lesson. What would be your next step? What, don't you isolate the pure Give him a fish. Uh, I think so. But maybe you start like just uh, having the dolphin on its own and you guys spend more time. And Well, I mean, she's already done that. So, oh. So yeah, so you'd be a terrible marine biologist. Or, or maybe she I'm would. Simpi like, would have her grant cancelled. But yeah. So this woman, she works with marine animals. I mean, I'm trying to understand this too. She works with marine animals. She's doing research to try and figure out how clever they are. Yes. Part of testing their intelligence is their ability to mimic sounds. Which yes. we, I mean, a parrot can do. It doesn't mean it's intelligent. It's just mimicry. Mm. But anyway, this thing was clearly learning. This dolphin was clearly learning. And I, I didn't know that a blowhole could be used for vocals. There we go. I mean, that explains uh, some so, terrible singers. So, but, <laughs> so that's, that's where some of that money went, Gareth. It just taught okay. you something. So now she she can get it to say Margaret, and it's making her happy because it's all about her. Well, not quite because he's too distracted. They get to a certain why point. Is he and, distra- what's he distracted by? Because he's a young male. So then that's oh. why – you guys aren't listening. She, that's yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, she yeah, puts yeah, him yeah, with, the, with the female dolphins because oh. she was then thinking then he'll become more relaxed and stuff. Didn't happen. So her next step – was to, a happy ending? Was to jerk him off. <laughs> oh, <no>. Margaret was <laughs> like rolled, rolled up her sleeves and thought, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the attention I deserve, and just cracked him off. On a day-to-day basis, Peter would do the lesson, and he'd be like, it's not really working for me, and she'd be like, okay, we'll go swim with the female dolphins, have this, and he'll, be, he'll come back, and I'd be like, Ugh. and then to build concentration and loyalty, Margaret would jerk off the dolphin. Oh, there's a lot to unpack here. All right, so yesterday, Story does not end here. yesterday uh, producer Dory says to me, she knows you're going to talk about this. And she told me about a podcast she's listened to. Apparently, there, there are a whole podcast dedicated to just this subject. Jerking apparently, off dolphins? No, dolphin, oh. male dolphins apparently 
and this is what she said. I don't, I don't know any of this from a primary source. Apparently, male dolphins explore, is the word she used, the world with their penises. It's like a hand. They don't have a hand. Uh-uh. They use the penis to <clears throat> figure out all kinds of things. I'm gonna speak it's a sensory the organ dolphins. to them. It's, a, it's essentially a sensory organ to them. It sounds like a lot of humans, too. So, I don't, I, all I know, all I knew before the story that you just told me is that dolphins are very sexually active. Constantly they, aroused, apparently. They're the only other animal, mammal animal, that is that has sex for fun. Yes. Not for procreation. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So so this this is a very unnatural situation where this woman is now so attached to this dolphin. It kind of reminds me of that octopus teacher movie, which I found very disturbing. Again, this poor marine animal is being hassled, molested, and interfered with. Very interfered by, with. By a person. By Margaret, who's getting paid. Fucking Margaret. Tax money, basically, <laughs> so she can go knock one off from this dolphin. So, I mean, the, the, she obviously got more results out of this because Peter was a lot more aligned to the program, if you want to use like nicer words. And this went on for like six months. And then the story actually kind of gets worse because she was working with this other guy who started injecting LSD into dolphins oh to find God. out what happened with that. Oh. So she, so she would have... Like, she would have what? kept giving giving hand jobs to this dolphin if the other guy hadn't actually ruined it because because his actions were on the LSD, things got a bit turbo from there. Eventually, the program kind of died, and this is where the story actually gets worse. Like I said, there's levels. Oh my god, it gets worse <laughs> than this. So then we've just had a woman jerking off a dolphin and another guy in, 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 injecting the LSD into the Before poor creature. You yes. I just saw a comment that said only fins. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's actually it's well done, Congo. Chris. It's quite funny how the story of a happy ending does not have a happy ending. So now the grant money's gone. Oh, Margaret's no. got off to do, I don't know what jerk off lumberjacks, whatever her next thing was. Oh. So then Peter goes to this other aquarium kind of sea worldy thing in Miami, and he commits suicide. How? So dolphins have to consciously breathe again, like us, really. So they don't just, but like, so he held his breath. So. When dolphins become he wasn't being jerked off yes. by Margaret. <laughs> because he, they put him in this tank and then he just he looked around and he didn't see any, any MILFs or anything like that. So he wasn't getting jerked off. And eventually he decided like that, oh, so I'm not going to breathe. A story. So dolphins have to breathe consciously the whole time. And what happens is he just basically held his breath, dropped to the bottom of the pool and died. What a horrible story, Ben. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I remember, and I'm not making this up. This is as true. I remember a while ago, I had this mate in Cape Town. He was seeing this girl and she seemed great. She was a bit quirky, but she was like one of those like, you know, bubbly, fun kind of people. And she had this dog and this dog was like super friendly at like obedient and like they would go on walks in the mountain. And this guy was like, fuck, this dog's actually like... She calls, he comes, and um, like, cool dog. And then they get back home, and the dog's just like a happy dog. And then one morning, he came out of the shower. He slept over, right? And he found her jerking off the dog. Oh, my word. And he was like, obviously, what the fuck's going on here? And she, without missing a beat, says, oh, it, it keeps him loyal. Good. <laughs> he told the story. Good and, I mean, this is about 20 years ago he told me the story. And there was not a dry eye in the house. Can I tell you something? <sighs> but it was the way that he, he broke out. Like, she did not think the slightest thing was, was wrong with this. Yeah, she didn't. This she, was her game no, plan. There are no boundaries here. There's no, like, there's line. That, there's a line that you cross when, when you do this kind of, it's just, it's not right. Keeps him loyal. I reckon her mother and her mother's mother were all knocking off dogs. And this was like a family dog Delicious. handling issue. <laughs> Let me tell you so something. Revolting. Years ago, Dora and I came up with like this term. Every time we heard crazy stories like that, because we noticed one thing was <sighs> always common. Crazy shit white people do. That's the only thing. Like it is. There are loads of, um, of black people it has been documented who are having sex with farm animals in this country. Yes, Let us not make it a white and black thing. Let's not make it a red thing. But it is a disturbing... Margaret. Margaret is... I don't want to ever meet someone like that. Look, maybe there are people like this dwelling among us. Yes. There are, there are, Please name and shame them, I guys. I would not be surprised Please by that. Do I'm, that. With, I'm with you. Like, name and shame, this All I'm is saying not is when, okay. you go, when you go to the park this weekend and you see some better mm. behaved dogs than others... I wonder why they're I've, so loyal. Reason. 
Yeah, you wonder. Listen, please, let's just establish these lines. There are some things that are just not acceptable. And just because the animal can't actually go and lay a charge with you at the police station. Well, it's like the whole South Park sketch, isn't it? It's like, you know, like his kid in the world is the kid that was having sex with his teacher. Oh and then he, he tried to lay, lay a claim. It's like, what do you want to do? Lay a claim for being the luckiest guy in the world? <laughs> Clint from the Vol says, this is why I have trust issues with women who mouth kiss dogs. Oh, see, there's also that. Y'all just nasty. I mean, just on the obvious, dogs lick their balls and their bits. Bad so you shit. probably shouldn't do that. But if that's the slippery slope towards Margareting. Carl says, hold on. Was the dog attractive? Don't judge until you've seen the dog. Ugh. Uh, Slippery Pickle says it's like robo-sexuality. It's the biggest sin. Yeah, I'm with you. There's something really, really twisted. To me anyway, maybe not to everybody. Maybe some people who think this is perfectly okay. No, I'm, sure, I'm sure they do. Because Don't ben, normalize such ben, behavior. I was, I was having a very good Friday until you brought this up. Now I'm going to have Trums. nightmares about Margaret and Peter the Dolphin. I mean, the fact that it was he was called Peter... Uh, Peter. Oh my but God. it was just funny how, it, like, and there's interviews with this woman. <laughs> Swimming in the. There's, there's interviews with this woman where she, she talks, like, so matter of fact about it, you know, like, you know, Peter would. She slept next to him at night. So she, this. <laughs> very odd continue. place, basically, where this took place because he would be in this little pond and then there was, like, this sort of, like, if elevator that took him up to the big pool with the other dolphins and then she slept on a mattress next to him at night. Wait, Gareth, you, you you put some pictures up. You see now, like when you look at those go back pictures. To, go back to the pictures. <laughs> no, There's probably can... one. Of, uh, look at that. Where are Margaret's hands? Margaret's hands are nowhere to be seen. And look at her. There's Peter. Oh, my God. I find this so disturbing. Oh, my God. But at, you know what? Back then, what I want to know is. I don't like this. What I want to know is when she said, um, we need more money because I've had this breakthrough. Oh, Margaret, cool. What's the breakthrough? It's a hand job. Yeah, we need to go to a break. I just want to throw this in quickly. Neil says, Peter file. <laughs> That's what she was. All right, everybody, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. Also, coming up in a little while, this is very, very exciting. We're going to have Mark Banks. Yay. Our favorite comedian at half past seven this morning. Stick around for that. There's no Borge. I saw some comments earlier about where's Borge. He's coming back next week. So if you're here for Borge, yeah, sorry to disappoint He's one of those fancy people that do the proper holiday oh, in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Borge does a proper holiday. So stick around for more. We're coming back in just a minute. Cliffcentral.com.